Hey there, and welcome to the Rocky Mountain Women's Leadership Podcast. There's something about spending time with other women leaders that inspires us to grow spiritually, relationally, and in our leadership. That's what this podcast is all about. Whether you're a seasoned leader or brand new to your leadership role, you're going to be inspired hearing from other leaders and leadership experts. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Women's Leadership Podcast. My name is Linda Bottoms, and I'm your host. The podcast is created by the Church Ministries Department and the RMD Studios. The Church Ministries Department is a ministry of the Rocky Mountain Ministry Network. Okay, it's time for our leadership tip. So the leadership tip I have for you today is you can lead alone or you can lead well. I'm not sure who was the first to coin this phrase, but they certainly had a lot of insight. As a leader, you can get more done and more done well if you have a team. The only bad part about having a team is, well, the team. I find when I start working with other people is when that nagging little voice starts quietly whispering in my inner being. You know, the one that says you are not good enough. Look, she does it so much better than you. And eventually that little voice is a big voice screaming at me horrible lies like I'm sure the team wants them to be the leader or everyone is going to think I'm so much less. It's that ugly side of leadership that seems to creep up on you when you're not even looking. It doesn't matter if you've been leading for years or you have recently found yourself leading others. If you're not careful, you will begin to lead from your feelings. One of the best things I ever did for my own leadership development was to take a good look at myself. What are my insecurities? What comments or actions by others make me feel insignificant or not quite good enough? Could it be that that's all lies? Could it be that the people I'm working with or leading are not thinking those things at all? Until we as leaders figure out what comments, actions, or situations cause our insecurities to raise their ugly heads, we will continue to reach our leadership lid. It's okay for that team member to be able to decorate like it comes off Pinterest. It's okay if that other team member has better ideas than you do. That's why you have the team. A good team makes a leader look even better. I encourage you to take some time and really evaluate your inner self and see what insecurities or barriers that might be keeping you from leading at your best. In 2015, when I accepted the position of Women's Ministries Director, I picked up a book called Just Lead, a no whining, no complaining, no nonsense, practical guide for women leaders in the church. It was life changing for me. You can find the link to get your personal copy in our show notes. Because you can lead alone or you can lead well. Today, our guest is Sherry Caruso. Sherry serves as the Women's Ministries Leader at Solid Rock Christian Fellowship in Florence, Colorado. Sherry, it's so good to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. Well, I am glad you're here. This is really going to be really fun. Um, so let's start with you telling us a little bit about you. A little bit about me. Well, I was actually a PK. Oh. Yes. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Uh -uh. Well, there you go. You find something new every day, (laughs) huh? So, yes, I was a PK. My father started off in the uh, Church of God. Mm -hmm. So he was a minister in the Church of God, and he was actually a missionary as well. And when he was stationed in Korea, he helped the Church of God build one of the very first Church of Gods in Korea. Oh, wow. 
And not only that, but he also taught himself how to speak and write Korean mm-hmm. and so that he could minister because right. he had to have a translator. He was also um, a missionary in, in the Philippines as well. And I was actually almost born in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was almost too late in her pregnancy uh-huh. to come back to the United oh States. So um, thankfully, I was born in the United States. So anyways, um, I, um, my husband and I have been married for 15 years. And believe it or not, we have seven children. Oh, my. The oldest will be 35 in a couple of months, and the youngest is 10. Oh, my. So we love children. (laughs) And we have, um, how do I put this? We have seven grandchildren and one that is getting ready to be born in the next month. Oh, that's, grands are the best. Yes, they are. are. Love them, love them. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just... I love serving the Lord. I I love doing what I do, and I just, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) So tell us how long you've served as the Women's Ministries Leader in Florence. Well, it's going on about six years now. And, you know, it wasn't, um, it kind of happened unexpectedly, actually. Uh, We had a a women's prayer group, and the one who was leading it wasn't able to do it anymore, and she was going to stop it. And I was like, oh, no, 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 don't stop. I'll I'll do that. Right. And the next thing I know, all the women's ministry stuff got thrown <laughs> on my table. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't know that was part of the no, prayer meeting. I did not. <laughs> but I'm glad it happened that way. Well, tell us a little bit about the women in Florence, the women at your church. Um, I'm sure you have great women. We do. They're, we're a small church, so our group is pretty small. Uh-huh. But I love them all so dearly. They they are truly my sisters. And I truly feel like they are my family. And they feel the same way, too. You know, it's so great because when we get together, they are vulnerable. And, and they're, they're not ashamed to be vulnerable when we talk. And it's so great because then we can uphold each other. And it's more intimate, I think, that right. way. And, and they all love each other. And, and it's just wonderful. They're wonderful, wonderful women. You know, when we're when we're vulnerable with one another, that's when we grow. Correct. We start growing when we do that. So, tell us um, a little bit about what you do there. What are some unique things you do at the church in Florence? At the church in Florence, um, I'm also kind of part of the women, uh, the children's ministry as oh, well. Really? So, um, I started doing the children's. You know, when we first started going there, our ten year old was the only child. Yeah. And now we've got a really big children's ministry going, so that's great news. So I do the children's Sunday school, help out with children's church and Arawanas every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, now with the women's ministry, um, I um, I'll write some of our our um, our Bible studies and devotions as well. Right. Published a few, getting ready to publish a couple more, and I also stand in at the podium when the pastor's away. So I do oh. that as well. Um, my husband also does the adult Sunday school, and he's also on the board at the church as well. So very involved in the so church. So you're really busy. Yes, I'm very busy. <laughs> very well, great. Busy. So let's talk about a little bit about how you grow. You know, for me, I have to continue to grow. If we're going to lead, mm-hmm. we have to grow personally. Correct. And so whenever you're growing, whenever you're saying, God, um, I need you to speak to me. What is it that you go to? What medium do you use to help do that? 
a lot of mediums. Well, <laughs> I go to a lot of places. Our church actually has an account with Right Now Media. Are you yes, familiar with that? We have that. Oh, when I clean house, that's what I'm listening to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ear pods in and I'm listening to Right Now Media. Um, I love, love, love Right Now Media because such a um, plethora of information on there and I can go to women's ministries or if there's something I'm struggling with mm-hmm. I can go and find that as well or if I'm dealing something with my my daughter I'll go there as well so and um, YouTube there are many different um, pastors on YouTube that I listen mm-hmm. to as well so um, I, I do all of that and then uh, I have logos so I go and do commentaries and when when I write Bible studies that is I'm learning more than they are right. because that is my real in-depth Bible study. Well, that's great. You know, um, everybody does it different. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're being fed and being resourced, you know, I think um, we were just listening lately to a podcast talking about being silent. Mm. And I realized that God speaks to me the most when I'm blow drying my hair. <laughs> And that's because nothing else can be heard, Uh you know, when you're blow drying your hair. And so I love how God speaks to us in different and unique ways. I wish he would speak to me more in the morning. Right. Because it's normally when I lay down to go to bed. Oh, no. That must be when you get silent. (laughs) Yes. That is when I get silent. And it's like, oh, now I got to get up and write that down. (laughs) So tell me what are some of your favorite um, podcasts or or sermons to listen to on YouTube or Right Now Media, what's the best thing you've listened to there? Oh, um, see, there's Alpha and Omega Productions. I don't know if you've ever heard of no, them. No, I haven't. Oh, they they um, broadcast a lot of uh, David Wilkerson stuff. Uh-huh. So um, I like them. Uh, I've been listening to Jack Hibbs lately. I don't know if you've heard of mm-hmm. him. He's a pastor from California. Um, and uh, Perry Stone, I listen to him a lot. Uh, there's just so many of them. I can't even think of right. all of them. So what is one that you've listened to lately that you feel like God has just been speaking to you about this season of your life? Okay. Jack Hibbs. Uh-huh. He did something, and I know we all do it, but, you know, he's from California, and we know all the stuff that's been going on right. in California. It's just crazy out there. And he has a big church out there. So he was talking about some of the things that the governor had done out there and all of the fires and how California is really, really struggling um, with the pandemic and everything else. And then he went to prayer and he did something. He started praying for the governor and he started praying for his salvation. But he did it in a way that was so honest and so pure and so compassionate and kind. And that really hit a chord with me because... I think through all of this that we've been going through in 2020, I think we've lost sight of that a little bit. I think you're right. Yeah, the, the, the pure kindness, the true love of Christ. And it really struck me. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, we pray for our government and we pray for our, our leaders. But do we do it with that much love and compassion mm-hmm. and kindness? No, I think most of the time we're doing it because we're mad. <laughs> we're know, mad. Isn't yeah, that true. Yeah, God changed this. You know, right. you got to you got to come in here and just change all of this. And that's exactly, I think, how we feel sometimes that we're just frustrated. So we pray out of frustration, right? Instead of praying out of pure love and kindness to really truly change the hearts of these people. I think you're completely right. I think that's good. So tell me, um, for Sherry. 
maybe there's a certain way maybe you're passionate about. Let's talk about being healthy. Um, <laughs> you know, as women, I think we strive really hard, especially as we grow older. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes more important to us. Um, those things. But what do you do to stay healthy? It could be spiritually, physically, emotionally. And um, what is it that you do that helps you stay healthy? Okay, so chocolate's not part of that, oh, right? Oh, okay. well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Does that make you stay healthy emotionally? I mean, well, they say you. <laughs> they say dark chocolate's good for you, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, you, you know, I spend a lot of time with my family, and my husband is my rock. I tell you, when I'm struggling with something, I know I can go to him, and and God speaks through him a lot. Um, Reading the Bible, a lot of times I'll go to sleep listening to the Bible. Uh That really helps me a lot as well. And um, getting out into nature. We just went um, last weekend to a place called uh, the Paint Mines in Calhoun. Uh Have you heard of that? I have. And just to see God's beauty, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it really brings it to light. And and a lot of times I'll just go outside and just kind of reflect and just because you got to do that sometimes. You just got to just relax. Right. And it's so hard to relax sometimes with everything that's going on. Got to do this, got to do that. Um, just yesterday I got home and we we walked through the door and there was a b- b- billion things that I had to take care of. And I was frustrated and I noticed the frustration. And, you know, sometimes you just got to sit down and just let it go. Right. Absolutely. I think especially for moms, that's one mm-hmm. of the things I tell young moms. Now, when we come home from this retreat, you know, you've got to go in and just know things mm-hmm. will get done eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, because you'll come home and, you know, there'll be <laughs> two sinks worth of dishes. <laughs> right. And that, again, helps you. You have a hard time praying with love and kindness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get practical for a minute. Um, tell me some uh Unique things are some great things that you've done with your women's ministries group there in Florence. You know, um, I think it was about a year ago. One of the things that the women really enjoyed doing was um, we, we had kind of like a, a little get together for Vicky Prophet. Oh. And we, you know, gathered all kinds of stuff for um, Sarah's home. That was great. The women, not only just the women, but the entire church got in that. And then there was another time where we did what was called Socks of Love. Uh-huh. We, you know, in Canyon City there, there's a huge homeless population. So cool. we had the church gather all kinds of things. Um, you know, we had a list of what to put in there, dog bones, shampoos, toothbrushes. So right. And we spent a whole Saturday and we stuffed socks with all of this stuff. Oh, that's cool. And then we passed it out to everybody in the church and they put them in their cars. So whenever they ran across someone who was in need, they were able to give them the sock of love. So that was really cool. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, the whole church got involved in that, and they really loved that. You know, I love it when we can um, be creative about our outreach. Yes, yes. And share the love of Jesus with people. Mm-hmm. So tell me, um, before we go, I want to um, give you a plug. Um, tell me about <laughs> the books you've been writing. Oh, the books I've been writing. Okay, so the first one that I um, published was called is called Sackcloth and Ashes of the Heart. This was in 2018 when, during the summer, I reflect and and pray, and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, Lord, what direction do we bring the women? Kind of like what you do for the retreats. Absolutely. And so all I could hear was repent, 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 repent. And this was 2018. Uh So 
So then I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, I want you to take the seven churches in Revelation and compare that to the churches today. And my response, God, I'm not a philosopher. Right. And I can't do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I know you can't, but I can. So as soon as my my fingers hit that typewriter, I mean, it just flowed. And the women, um, it was powerful powerful, powerful for the women, so much so that the men started the, the study as well. And we started seeing a change, change in the church as yeah. a whole and change um, in the women and in the men as well. And wouldn't you know, two years later, here we are in 2020 and repent was a preparation right. for what's coming up. Um, the other one that uh, I just published actually in August is uh, People of Presence, Faith and Purpose. And this is uh, one of the first studies that uh, I wrote for the women. And it's a great, cute little taking everyday things of my life and turning it into a lesson about um, increasing your faith and finding your true purpose and God's will. And it's, it's a really good, good study there. So if somebody wanted to look at those or purchase them or read them, how would they find them? Amazon.com. Um, of course. So just you could... Search on my name. It's probably easier that way. It's S-H-E-R-I-C-A-R-U-S-O. And so if you just search for my name, it should pop up the two books there. Well, that's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to reading them. <laughs> I know you brought me a copy of yes. both of them, and so we're excited about that. So, Sherry, thank you so much for joining me today on our podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this. It's been so much fun. Yes. And I know our listeners are going to enjoy it as well. Thanks for joining us on the Rocky Mountain Women's Leadership Podcast.